At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare more than a movie is back with season two i'm your host alex fumero and each week i'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies from the godfather andy garcia he has the smarts Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Los Angeles City Cast with Danielle Alvari, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome into your Wednesday edition of the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari, and I am in extreme pain. I'm in extreme pain, and it's not betting related, actually, or maybe it is from sitting and watching so many games. No, I recently upped just how many times a week I was going to the gym. I don't know what I did, but I somehow injured my back. Is this 30? Is this just what happens? And I know uh, it's usually a result of poor form or something of that nature, but I really couldn't even pinpoint exactly what did it, but it progressively got worse. I already went to see my physical therapist, so we were on the mend, and bad back or not, we are back with more Los Angeles action, and I just have to say, if anybody has sympathy for Ben Simmons right now, it is me. I understand what it's like to wake up with a bad back, and I too wouldn't be able to play in the NBA playoffs. In today's show, part one. MLB, both the LA teams in action on Wednesday, the Dodgers at the Diamondbacks wrapping up that three-game series, and the Guardians at the Angels, game three of four. Uh, the lovely Adam Burke, who is a frequent guest of this show, usually here on the Friday shows, is actually in LA right now and got to see his beloved Cleveland Guardians lose to the Angels on Tuesday. Uh, but there are two more chances at it, and game three is Wednesday, so we'll talk about it. Part two of the show will be NBA playoffs. Very excited that we got to get a guest in for this. Uh, Jim Root was uh, knight in shiny armor, came to my rescue, and uh, 
<laughs> made sure I didn't have to talk about the NBA playoffs alone because I did ask him like day of, hey, can you come on the pod today? So shout out to Jim Root from Three Man Weave, who's going to have a, a fun NBA playoffs discussion with me. But first things first, we always check out the Los Angeles lines available at Bet River Sportsbook. So let's start with the MLB, the Dodgers, still minus 250 to win the NL West, of course, plus 475 to win the World Series. They're in action early on Wednesday, so 12.40 p.m. Pacific time. Hopefully you're here in this pod at a time where you can get in on some action if you're looking for it. The Dodgers are minus 200 on the money line, and get this, on the run line, so minus one and a half runs, still minus 124. Don't even get a plus on the run line. Uh, the Diamondbacks plus 170 on the money line, and they're even money. You get plus 100 on your return. You bet 100, you win 100 on the run line for the D-backs if they can keep it within two run, or within a run. The total for this game at 8, over slightly juice, minus 114, and the under minus 108. As for the Angels, plus 350 to win the AL West, 15 to 1 to win the AL, 33 to 1 to win the World Series, and second in the American League West right now as it stands, uh, with 11 wins under their belt already. Wednesday is their next game, as I mentioned, 6.38 p.m. Pacific time for that one. Love those later games. And the Angels are minus 195 on the money line. Did I mention Shohei Otani is going to be on the mound? I wonder if that has anything to do with it. The run line here, minus one and a half, plus 110. Uh, the Guardians, plus 165 money line. And then on the run line, so plus one and a half runs. Guardians are minus 136, so a little bit better price there if you uh, want to have a little cushion. I don't recommend betting the run line very frequently, but we do talk about it quite a bit with the Dodgers team uh, in this situation, really looking at the money line. And the total for this game at seven and a half. Usually, typically, I would say we see nines for baseball, so eight for the Dodgers, seven and a half for the Angels. We must have some really great pitchers going on, uh, and bullpens for that matter. Uh, in the NHL, also, the Kings will be playing the Kraken on Wednesday. Uh, I'm going to double check because earlier I did not see a lineup for this game just yet. Final games of the regular season here, so... Probably not going to be that exciting, but yes, Kings, the heavy favorite at minus 195 and the Kraken plus 160. I don't believe the Kings can lose themselves out of playoffs at this point, but they are the better team here. I don't. I know the Kraken can't necessarily play their way in, so this should be interesting, but obviously not something I'm going to lay minus 195 on the Kings for. You can find all these odds and so much more at Bet River Sportsbook. All right, let's get into it. Dodgers first. They have 12 wins now. 12 and 5 is their record. Uh, let's go back a little bit in this series. So we previewed this series on Monday's show. Game one happened on Monday, and the Dodgers won 4-0 to zero in that preview uh, on Monday's show. We gave out, we, I, <laughs> gave out under 4.5 in the first five. That came home, I believe, three runs scored in the first five innings. And uh, under for the Diamondbacks team total, if you could find that one as well. Uh, because they scored zero runs. So I'm going to say that one cashed as well. So win-win, good stuff. Um, definitely feel like baseball is already going better for me than last year. And I'm trying to figure out how much of that is I'm getting better at handicapping and also I'm getting to focus on a handful of teams as opposed to having to be able to talk about any given team at any given moment um, and how much of it is just pure luck because that also factors into betting. Uh, game two, the Dodgers actually ended up losing on Tuesday night, 5-3. to three. Arizona actually started the game with, what, one of the worst batting averages in the league. We talked about this on Monday's show, 
and they had more double plays than hits. So that certainly helped them out. <laughs> Not the hits part so much, but the double plays. Um, and they were able to get it done. This was tied 3-3 for a lot of this game. And in fact, I even considered doing a Dodgers in-game run line just because the Dodgers run line has been so profitable. The Dodgers are 12-5 and now, but they were 12-4 and before this game. Um, in their in their 17 games, they're 12-5 and on the run line. So that's incredible. Uh, and I considered it. And then I was like, mm, live run line betting, are we really going to be that much of an action junkie? I decided not to, uh, but I did <laughs> bet under nine and a half. I think it was juice to minus 115, 120. So, eh. but that did come home barely five to three. I figured that whoever was going to win, I assumed it would be five to three, but I thought it would be Dodgers five to three. So I was surprised to see that the Di Diamondbacks are able to pull this out. That's just their fourth time in their last 21 games against the Dodgers that they were able to get a win. Uh, so now they've split these first two games of the set wrapping it up on Wednesday. And by the way, LA has won nine straight series versus the Diamondbacks. So going for number 10 here on Wednesday, again, afternoon game, 1240 PM Pacific time, Dodgers minus 200 money line. Ugh, I told you, we talk about betting the run line with the Dodgers all the time, but minus 124 is the run line. That's how much they think they're going to win by in this game. Uh, the Diamondbacks plus 170 on the money line and plus one and a half even money. Um, for the run line, uh, Diamondbacks plus 170, not juicy enough to get excited about, but the Dodgers minus 200 is bananas. That's bananas, but also not right. Because they should, they should win by this much total for this game set at eight, a uh, minus 114 on the over minus 108 on the under. So maybe a slight lean to the over here. And perhaps that's again, just because, um, we're used to seeing nines a little bit more in these baseball totals. So if you see something like an eight, maybe worth looking at a nine. But as you saw, uh, the other game finished five to three, the first game four zero. So lots of good things going on, at least on the defensive side of things. On the mound, Julio Urias. Am I saying this right yet? I feel like I say it differently every podcast. And believe it or not, I have looked this up a couple times, including watching him say it himself. So bear with me. Julio Urias, the lefty, he's one and one technically here with his wins and losses. Uh, his last win, actually, uh, Friday's six to one win over the Padres. He only allowed one run on two hits and three walks with six strikeouts in five innings of pitching. So that was his last win and last game out versus the Padres. Also, a little bit interesting, his hard hit percentage, 29.4% for the season. Now, again, hasn't pitched that many games, so so hard to say. This is the first time now, as like I'm diving deeper into baseball handicapping this season, that I understand or am more grateful for how long the baseball season is because you have so many different pitchers and they play so many games that even though we're, what, 17 games into the season for the Dodgers, we have like two or three games of data on these pitchers. Some, you know, it's not that much. So you'd like to get like halfway through the season where we have a good chunk of games for each pitcher to look at. And that will be an exciting time. But in the meantime, the bets have been going well regardless. So hard hit percentage for Julio, 29.4%. Now, if you're new to some of these baseball stats as I am, and even if you're not, um, just a refresher course for you then. So StatCast defines a hard hit ball as one with an exit velocity of 95 miles per hour or higher. So why does that matter? Why 95? Why is that the threshold? Well, in 2021 season, for example, hard hit bad balls, excuse me, hard hit batted balls produced a league wide 500 batting average. 
which is very good. I always think baseball is so funny too, because like 300 is excellent. I remember when my brother was playing baseball when I was growing up and I used to all the sports he played. So baseball and basketball, I like to keep the stat book. And let me tell you, basketball was a little bit easier. I actually started keeping track of like his shooting percentage at some point because I got good enough to do that. Um, but I remember keeping track of baseball and thinking, wait a minute, <laughs> sitting at three out of 10 times is, is a good batting average, but yeah, that's how hard it is. So anyways, back to hard hit batted balls, league wide, 500 batting average. If the pitch was over 95 or excuse me, if the exit velocity was 95 miles per hour or more, it also led to a 1.015 slugging percentage and a 0.625 uh, wins over base added. So on the flip side, batted balls hit under 95 miles per hour. That produced a league-wide batting average of 0.221, so less than half of those 95 miles per hour or more balls. Uh, and also, same with the uh, slugging percentage, was down to 0.263. So pretty clear that there's value in the hard hit rate. So that's why um, you'll hear guests talk about this when they come on the show. I know Adam Burke has mentioned it. I believe Greg Peterson did as well. And you've probably heard about it if you've been watching betting shows. So back to your regularly scheduled programming, hard hit of 29.4. It's not bad, but it's a, it's just, it's not bad. It's definitely not bad. It's just, I was expecting to see it like, I don't know, 24, just because that was probably closer to what he was like last season. But again, two games in here. Um, Urias, by the way, is 7-1 and one with a 1.55 ERA versus Arizona. That's in nine games versus Arizona, which, by the way, is his most wins against any opponents. And he's 4-0 with a .86 ERA in three games at Chase Field. So you can see why the Dodgers are so, so heavily favored here, even more than usual. On the other mound, though, Zach Gallen, a righty here, um, no wins on his record just yet. Most recently pitched versus the Mets on April 22nd, the red hot Mets, if you will, he pitched five innings. They did lose the game six to five, but he only allowed two hits and he had seven strikeouts. So no slouch, no slouch here. Uh, he also has a really low hard hit percentage, two games on the record and it's 13.6. So, wow. Um, but only two games again for some data here, 1.0 on the ERA and 0.67 on the whip. Um, just pitching what nine innings so far. He pitched five versus the Mets and then four versus them in the game before that. Um, so not a lot to go off of here, but I do think that Gallon's going to be a worthy opponent here at least. And we're seeing why this total is, you know, around eight. I would not recommend normally to bet under eight in this game because it's just you'd rather it be like nine right <laughs> but I have under eight in this game so do with that what you will um, I also love the idea of a no run in the first inning here um, so if that's something that you like to wet your whistle with then please jump on in let's look at the Angels 11 and 7 second in the AL West first game of versus the Guardians on Monday Mike Trout did you see this if you missed it Twitter it find it uh, hit a triple on a check swing is the third softest hit triple in the Statcast era. The actually the other one of them was also last Thursday, so maybe not as rare as we think. But only three of them. Uh, he was facing a one and two count. Shane Bieber getting tricky with a breaking ball, but Trout taps the ball just past first base down the line and hustles to third. Just 
just coming through, just plowed right through. Uh, he did get stranded at third, is the part of the story maybe people leave out, but maybe not shocking from this Angels team. They did win 3-0, to zero, but that Mike Trout triple on a check swing is just so quintessential Mike Trout. Let's move on. Game two on Tuesday. The Angels won 4-1. to one. Uh, Almost went live on this game as well, but uh, there was nothing super exciting option-wise. Uh, Mike Trout, again, homered, drove in three runs, and also is 14 of 34 during a nine-game hitting streak. Killer. Also, shout-out to Sandoval. Really, really elite pitching from him through nine strikeouts and has not allowed an earned run in his three starts this season. So great, great work on both sides of the ball there. It's interesting because going into this series, we talked about how the Guardians are one of the highest scoring teams in the league, but yet the Angels have held them to one run through the first two games. Is that going to, you know, get back to normal? Are we going to see a little bit more scoring from them? Or do the Angels just have their number here? And the Guardians have also been so hit or miss, right? They sweep a series, they get swept, they sweep a series, they get, it's, you're not really sure what you're getting. It's a little Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. So we'll have to ask Adam Burke about this uh, if and when. Hopefully he'll be back for Friday's show, uh, especially because he got to see them in person at Angel Stadium. The Guardians now have dropped all five games on this road trip for them. And on the other flip side of things here, the Angels have been very impressive. I mean, I know that people don't think this team is for real. They don't feel like it's complete enough. Maybe it's really just, oh, it's just Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, and that's not going to do it. But I don't know. Um, the Angels lead the American League with 86 runs, and their 24 homers are second in the majors, only behind the Blue Jays' 26. So, yes, they do lead with that offensive home run foot. Um, Danny Vietti from CBS Sports MLB tweeted this out. I thought it was interesting. Uh, Angels starting pitchers have combined for 92 strikeouts this season, most in the AL. Combined .195 opponent batting average, first in the AL. So that's not... That's not them hitting. That's other people trying to hit against them. And then combined 3.41 ERA, which is fourth in the AL. So, and he finishes it with a team with Trout, Otani, Rendon, Walsh, and pitching could be fun because we know that the Angels pitching has maybe been lackluster in, in years past. And maybe now the tides have turned the tides of that lovely waterfall out in the outfield. <laughs> Wednesday now, they're back in action versus the Guardians again. I can't believe baseball. I can't believe games every day. Games every day. 6.38 p.m. Pacific time. Angels minus 195 on the money line, plus 110 on the run line. Guardians plus 165 on the money line, and minus 136 on the run line, which is interesting that you think maybe they think this is possibly a run line game. I don't think so. I think the Angels get this done again and by more than a run. Total for this game, seven and a half. We just talked about nines and eights, and now here we are with a seven and a half. On the mound, maybe this will make things make sense. Shohei Otani, the righty. He's actually one and one. He last pitched versus Houston, a game that they won six to zero. Incredible job by him. Last season, I would see some Shohei games, and he kind of did some screwy things, just maybe in the first inning, even a little bit into the second, um, but would just lock down from there. And not the case this season. He's been elite from the get-go. 4.4 ERA and 1.05 whip for Showtime Shohei Otani. On the other side of things, Zach Plezak, righty. Uh, he's 1-0 right now. 6-6 six, six slider. Really 6 slider from Zach, so looking forward to seeing a couple of those. Uh, also was responsible, helped lead them to a sweep of the White Sox, so helped out there, and has a 1.53 ERA and a 1.08 whip. I'm on the Angels' run line. I like 
under the first five too. I like under first five here. Um, I, I've seen a couple different numbers here, but I would imagine it's around four and a half or so. Um, but I'm on Angel's run line. I'm expecting another dominant win here. And again, maybe the Guardians turn the corner tomorrow, but I doubt it. Um, especially with Showtime on the mound. I also, like I said, no run in the first inning. Minus 115 is also a good option. You can find that on Bet Rivers, by the way, uh, under the first inning section, under 0.5 runs. So definitely worth taking a look. Now uh, that we've got the LA action all covered, let's talk about the NBA playoffs. Coming up, Jim Root from Three Man Weave joins to talk about NBA playoffs and the Wednesday games. We'll have to ask him about his bucks. This is the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Baseball is here and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least $25 and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Welcome back into the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Danielle Avari here and now ready to welcome in Jim Root from Three Man Weave. I believe still second chance points on Twitter. Oh, yeah. That's where you can find him. Uh, he's here to talk NBA playoffs and the Wednesday games. So, Jim, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah, I keep the second chance points for the ego boost of hearing my name every time <laughs> there's a basketball game on. I just, I just want to hear it. It makes me feel like I'm getting some attention. It's important. Uh, well, we're happy to have you back on here, of course. Not your second chance, but several times you've been on the show, and usually just for college basketball. But have you been watching the NBA playoffs? Have you been betting? How's it going? Yeah, yeah, I've been betting, been watching. Uh, been more going with the, some of the series prices and, and some of the between games kind of uh, point in time type of stuff. But going reasonably well. Uh, hopefully that continues. I feel like I may be jinxing it right now. But yeah, I mean, it's fun to roll into the NBA playoffs after college basketball. I am a rather large Bucks fan, as you may be able to tell by the shirt and oh, some of my yeah. tweets. But uh, yeah, that, that's that's been priority number one. But the rest of the playoffs have been really good, too. So it's been fun to, to tune in. So for those of us who are just listening, Jim is rocking an NBA Champions Bucks t-shirt. It is glorious. Oh, yeah, it's got Giannis right in the center. Yeah. Uh, so you know we're going to start with that game going on on Wednesday, of course. Game 5. Can't believe there's actually a Game 5 in this. 4.30 p.m. Pacific time. Bulls and Bucks. Bulls at Bet Rivers right now, 5-1 to one on the money line. <laughs> and the Bucks, a 12-point favorite here. 12.5 in some spots, and that was because there was some news that broke on the Bulls side of things. Total for this one at 218. I'm surprised, too, with the totals from the playoffs so far. I know it's playoff basketball, a little bit more defense. But before we, we talk about Bulls-Bucks, have you found that that has been true? There's been a lot less scoring, or it seems like maybe just better defense going on? Yeah, yeah. And pace slows down postseason. I mean, that's definitely something. Something I can I can carry over from the college knowledge as well. Uh, as things matter more, teams tend to slow down. They care more about the possessions. Uh, we've got this interesting dichotomy on the Thursday games between the Bucks series, which all four games have gone under, and they keep pulling the total down. And then we'll get to it in, in a little bit. The Nuggets Warriors, where all four have gone over, and they can't catch up with that scoring pace. Uh, but this one, I I think the total's moving in the right direction. The Bucks defense has more or less. That solved the the Bulls offense, but they've done a great job of forcing the guys they want to shoot to shoot. So they they've you know taken care of DeRozan and and doubled uh, Vucevic a lot and then forced the ball to the corners. I, I saw the Bulls took 19 corner threes last game, but they made five because it's you know Derek Jones Jr. and Pat Williams and the guys that that Milwaukee wants to shoot are having to take those shots for the Bulls. So 
Uh, yeah, I'm still leaning towards the under, even as the, the number continues to tick down here. Yeah, well, as as you're well aware and everyone is well aware, the Bucks lead this series 3-1, to one, so this could be the game where they wrap it up. Do you approach betting games that way differently? Where it's like, I mean, you could have said that the last you know game that doesn't stretch it out, right? But um, And also the news, by the way, for the Bulls was that Zach Levine entered health and safety protocols, unlikely to play, probably not playing Wednesday. And then also Alex Caruso's status up in the air with that concussion protocol as well. So the line moved from 10 to 12, 12 and a half here. But yeah, is that something that you consider too, is this could be a wrap up game? Yeah, I try to try to consider if there would be any, you know, quit factor in, in the team that's down mm. if, if, you know, their backs against the wall. But they, as you mentioned, very shorthanded. Lonzo Ball has missed the entire series. So you're missing three pretty key perimeter guys there. Uh, maybe if things start to go south, you see this this game become a blowout, like the ones at the United Center. I believe games one and two with Middleton playing were 10, 10 and a half or so spreads. Uh, this was 10, 10 and a half until Levine got announced out. Now it's up to 12. Maybe the numerically, if, if you're not factoring in Middleton being out, this, this number's, you know, compared to those first two games, uh, a little off, but... I do think there's something built in for, like you said, the elimination game and, and the fact that maybe the Bulls, if they get down, they could get really, really down. Uh, so I, I would probably lean towards the Bucks, but I'm not betting it. I, I don't know. Where do you stand on the, a spread that big in an elimination double game? Double-digit spread? Yeah. Could not be me. I mean, I love taking double-digit points live. That's something I love to look for, but I've been really tentative with how I've been playing the NBA live as it pertains to playoffs for this exact reason you're talking about. If a team that's about to wrap up game four just goes on a tear, the other team, what motivation do they have at that point? They're pretty much, you know, put a fork in them, they're done. So it hasn't been the same as the regular season where I can just come in and grab those double-digit sphere I don't want to lay that with the Bucks, obviously um but it is interesting if we if we just move forward a little bit here about who the Bucks will be facing next assuming they wrap this up Celtics Bucks the Celtics just swept the Nets let's just break there really quick did you expect that because I did not I mean I didn't expect the Nets to advance necessarily I don't know why anybody would have honestly based on where they were at heading into the playoffs but I did not expect a sweep. I thought KD would get him at least one. Yeah, I, I took the Celtics series price, so I, you know, I was okay, great, that's a win. I, you could have, I would have been baffled if you told me a sweep. And, and I saw, mm. I think, uh, the the Nets had a higher effective field goal percentage than the Celtics and got swept, which is the first time that's ever happened in NBA history. Wow. Uh, yeah, really, really close game, seventeen total points separating them. Uh, I was I was shocked, uh, but. You know, the, the, the Celtics just had a little bit of extra juice late in the game. Maybe if you play another 10 or so, they split 5-5 five and five or something. The, the games were that close. But, man, the, the, the Celtics are rolling. They've got Robert Williams back, so the defense is kind of firing on all cylinders. As a Bucks fan, I am scared of the Celtics. <laughs> that team is very good, and they are, they are rolling right now. And so I don't know if you've seen odds for this series yet. So I was going to have you guess what you think the series odds will be for this. If you've not seen them, I know the Superbook posted their series price for the Bucks and the Celtics, um, but I'm interested to see who you think should be favored in this matchup. Yeah, I can honestly say series I have why. not seen them. So we'll see where okay. I go here. Uh, I know we got Boston with home court, Middleton probably missing at least a game or two on the front end. I'm going to mm -hmm. say the Celtics are like minus 140. I'm seeing uh, it opened at minus 200 to win the series for the Celtics and has moved since the Superbook opened it to Celtics minus 180. Bucks are plus 160 now. Okay, so it's coming in the direction of what I guess, but still I think still there's value yeah. on the Bucks. I mean, this, this Celtics defense is for sure scary, but 
Bucks plus 160 on the series? I mean, not a juicy price necessarily, but maybe a little bit of value? Yeah, I, I need to get my knee expert on the horn about Middleton's, you know, sprained MCL. <laughs> if we can get him back, if he gets on the floor, I mean, he's I, Celtics fans will most assuredly admit he's a Celtics killer. He plays really well against them, always mm -hmm. seems to shoot the ball well. So if he's out, that really does uh, hurt quite a bit. I, I'd be very curious about his status before I bet that series price. So that's like a deciding factor for you is Middleton's status. They can't necessarily do this as easily without him. Yeah, yeah. I, I think mm -hmm. where, where it's at right now without him, I think, is is more than fair. All right. Well, uh, hopefully your Bucks don't get eliminated. But if so, that'd be a very worthy opponent to go down against. Uh, those... Uh, uh, that is the first game, obviously, the Bulls and Bucks. But there is a second game, 7 p.m. Pacific time. The Nuggets at the Warriors. I'm a Bay Area girl myself, so I cheer for the Warriors, you know, when it suits me. And now is a good time uh, because the Warriors <laughs> lead this series 3-1. to one. Uh, The Nuggets on the money line for this game, plus 320. And the Warriors are laying nine points here. Total for this one, 225.5. You talked about how this might be a little bit more high scoring than that Bulls and Bucks game. Jordan Poole has been the story. Should I say he's been he's made a splash? Is this a double? I'll, I mean, I'll Splash Brothers, a pool. There's something there. <laughs> There's just insert your own splash pool water splash brothers metaphor here, whatever pun. Um, but he's leading the team in scoring uh, 4.7 assists to knocking down what 59% of his threes. And he scored 27 or more points in the first three games, only 11 points in game four, but he's been the talk of the town for the Warriors. What do you think we're going to see here in game five? This one feels very gentleman sweepy of, you know, they got up three, they, they covered all the first three games uh, Steph looking very healthy, even though he's coming off the bench. Nuggets get the one at home. You get the another excellent Jokic performance, but man, without Porter, without Murray, mm. I don't know how they can really stand up going to the the loud crowd that is uh, the Bay Area. So I, I think the Warriors win here. I'm not willing to lay it either. I'm, I'm guessing you're not, but hey, if you if you see the, uh, the the Nuggets get up early, I'd I'd be very okay with a live Warriors like minus five or something. I'd be okay with that. Oh, love a live bet. Absolutely <laughs> on the same train of thought as you here. I always label games as like either pass, live, or pre-flop for me. Like yesterday, or excuse me, Tuesday, or Tuesday rather, we should say. Um, or Monday, excuse me, Monday, the Mavs-Jazz series. That was my pre-flop. I want the Mavs minus three for sure. And that one went well. Um, my pass was the Nets Celtics because I didn't want, want any piece of that Nets team. Um, did not think that they could get it done, even though they had the talent in theory possibly to win one of those. Um, so definitely like to label them that way. And this one for me is a live play. But I'm tempted to lay nine with the Warriors just because I think they can get that done, especially in a game five. Um Question for you, though, with, as far as the West is looking now, with the Suns a little bit in jeopardy, it's looking like Devin Booker out for a while and kind of not really knowing where to go on the offense. The ball hasn't been moving as well. Monty's not exactly been making the adjustments you're expecting. Is there any other team in the West that's standing out to you now? Because, I mean, obviously the Warriors another short shot here. Yeah, the Warriors, I think, are – I would say they're the best team right now. Like, even mm. above the Suns. I, I, there was a before the playoffs started, a friend tipped me off about Warriors plus 500 at BetMGM uh, wow. to win, and I missed it. I didn't take it, so unfortunately, <laughs> I can't sit here and tell you I have that ticket. It was available. I missed it. I did not get but it. You have a good friend, is what you got out of that, right? Yeah. So you know, maybe next time <laughs> I'll listen to him. That's what I've learned. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the uh, the uh, the Warriors are probably the the favorite to me in my mind right now. Mm. Uh, the other two West series are so back and forth that it's hard to like say as much as the Mavericks have looked dominant. I can't put them through to that level. 
So yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely for me, the Warriors that have jumped out and with Steph's health and Poole's emergence that they're, they're probably the favorite now. Yeah, absolutely. And the odds are reflecting that. That's why they're not really bettable for me now because now we've seen the situation. But it is interesting because everybody was so high on the Suns at one point where it was like, they're coming out of the West. They're, you know, the West is boring. The East is more exciting. Um, and maybe that's been true, especially because we got to see a net Celtic series in the opening rounds here. But um, I did want to know where you're at with that because some people interested in the Mavs perhaps because of how we've seen them look versus the Jazz. And we can talk about that game as well going on um, Thursday, I believe. They play next or? Yep, yep, I Thursday That's the next game. So Jazz and Mavs on Thursday. I mean, Dallas, I think, has just done a masterful job of kind of just making things miserable for the Jazz. Um, they kind of spaced out Gobert. It seems like he has to do his rim protection thing, but then also take care of people on the perimeter, um, which I feel like is similar to what the Clippers did to the Jazz last year as well. So I think they've been really successful with their defense. Um, of course, getting Luka back game four was huge for them. And if you had a series price on the Mavs, like you must be feeling incredible about this at this point. Where are you at with this series? Yeah, I, I took it when it was 1-1. So I got like oh, a nice. plus 210 on the Mavericks. It wasn't sure if, if Luka was going to come back, but there's something wrong with this Jazz team. And I, a lot of the, the smart, <laughs> yeah, very smart NBA people that I follow on Twitter have kind of said, it looks like it's that this is it for the, the nucleus that they have there. And I don't know if they all feel that. They can sense the clock ticking on them. Uh, but you factor in just how great Dallas looked last night with the or two nights ago with the big win, uh, thirty point win basically over the Jazz. Luca looked healthy. Uh, I think they close it out on the road at Utah and and kind of put the Jazz out of their misery. Uh, so you mentioned taking uh, Dallas preflop the other night minus three, I, minus two and a half on the road. I'm I'm still okay taking Dallas preflop. Oh, absolutely, again. Yep. absolutely. Do you think? Because that's the other thing too is like there's teams that have a lot of fight. I'm going to use the Pelicans as an example, which I'm going to say too because on this podcast. I don't know, right around the time they eliminated the Clippers, I said, who wants to watch the Pelicans in the playoffs? Not me. And I'm just completely retracting that now. I feel so terrible about it. But the Pelicans, lots and lots of fight in them. The Jazz are not that team. And for the reasons you were kind of alluding to there with that, you know, perhaps internal struggle going on within that team. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. I'll lay points with the Mavs again on Thursday. Um, not The Mavs, unfortunately for me, not exciting enough to take a future on on the West side of things, at least. Um, but yeah. we'll see. Maybe they'll make it interesting. Raptors and Sixers also, if we go back to the East now, also going on on Thursday, I believe. Yes, Thursday night. They played Monday. The Raptors won 103-88. to So I have to say, the total for this game was like 210 or something, the lowest of the series, I believe. And it still goes under. So really, really slow series we've seen here. And the Sixers wanted that. And yet they still weren't able to capitalize on that in game four. So now we have a game five. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? And I I feel like the Raptors are at least going to make us think about that first 3-0 comeback. Uh, and Embiid's thumb is very messed up. It, it really seems like it's bothering him. And as someone who has torn... Or excuse me, game six, by the way. Yeah, I knew I said six. that wrong. Yeah, game game six. six. Just to be clear. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah. As someone who has also torn ligaments in their thumb and their shooting hand, yeah, just like shooting Embiid. shooting hand? Yep. So oh. I've got the scar to prove it. I've had the surgery to fix it that he needs. Uh, You're the expert we need. That's on this. right. I am the thumb expert. I, I saw someone point out that it looked like his hands weren't as active defensively, and I will mm. attest that is the thing that hurts most. If a pass just like nails your thumb when it's not oh, stable yeah. and the ligaments are loose, like that really, it, it just I mean, like it would knock me out of basketball for a day or two until it, uh, the the pain threshold went down. So. I kind of get it for Embiid. I understand why it's affecting him. That's probably lowering their ability to score. Harden hasn't been as sharp. No Van Vliet. 
for the Raptors is probably another help to the under. Uh, so I, I'm kind of seeing why the total is so low, why it's continuing to come down. Uh, I think the Raptors get it done at home, force the game seven, the decisive one coming back from down 0-3, and I think it's in a low-scoring game. So that'd be where I'd lean on, on Thursday night with the Raptors. What are your thoughts kind of on this this Doc Rivers versus Nick Nurse situation? Because people historically don't think the Doc Rivers, uh, don't think of him highly in playoff context. So uh, where are you kind of at with that? Do you think it's possible? The Raptors are just playing so shorthanded that it seems silly to talk about. But do you think it's possible that they upset the Sixers and win this? It's it's possible. I mean, this is another one without Thibault because he's not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So it's one guy shorter on the bench up there in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I... I'm not as super well-versed in the the coaching X and O ins and outs of the NBA guys that I am with, with the college coaches and as some others are in the NBA. But yes, I read the same things you do about Doc and how this would kind of be the the cherry on top of his playoff failures to to be the first ever to blow a 3-0 lead. So I, I oh man for the for the like the laughing and the it's time never line. been done before, right? I, yes. I think the st- it's never it's zero and one forty three or something like that. Yeah, I think a couple times in the MLB and it's happened in the NHL, but never in the NBA. So for it to happen for the first time here, the jokes would be flying. Well, that says a lot about yes. baseball and hockey, by the way. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, I, I think Nurse has a major edge, and it's I think it'll come down to that game seven in Philly, and it's going to be uh, quite the scene. Uh, one interesting prop, actually, that Stormy Bonatoni had, I spe- spoke with her yesterday, was under on Joel Embiid's points, rebounds, and assists. It was set at 40 and a half, and he had 31, I believe, yesterday. Similar, or not points, rebounds, and assists, excuse me, points and rebounds. That was it. Um, he had 20 points, 11 rebounds in the last game. And before that, I think it was around 30 combined as well. Before that, I mean, at the end of the regular season, we were saying well over 40, not even close. Um, is that something, again, possibly, I know that's so obvious because people know he's hurt, and now they've seen it in two games, but is there something where you would look at an under in that situation, there's no way you would look over, I guess, is what I'm really getting at. Yeah, it dep- I mean, I'm sure I- I've not seen what the number will be. And this mm-hmm. game's Friday. I'm sorry. I-, I think I said Thursday mistakenly before. Uh, but so yeah. I don't know exactly what the number is. But if it, you know, it's way down from that 40, I guess you could think about the under. But it does seem like the thumb is affecting him, his willingness to shoot, his ability to shoot, and you combine those things. Uh, maybe even his his willingness to chase some of the traffic rebounds that would help get that prop over. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm scared of the over. Like you said, less active hands. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yes, just to be clear for both of us, this is a game six, and it's on Thursday at four p.m. Pacific time. Friday, Sixers Friday, right? No, Thursday. You're it right. is okay. Thursday. It's Sorry. Thursday. I can't do my. Days. I said to double check because I was like, we're not even, we're not even sure what what game this is or what day it is. There it is. Um, so Raptors and Sixers. You know who I haven't talked about at all in this pod before. I'm gonna let, and then I'm really gonna let you go. Um, and I want to actually hear if you have any other futures or series kind of writing, but the Heat. What have you thought about the Heat, the one seed out of the East? I we don't, I feel like that's why I haven't talked about them, because if they're a one seed, we're expecting them to be good. But I think I fell in love with this Heat team in the bubble, and it has that just hasn't really ever gone away. The flame hasn't died. Well, I, my, my Bucks tried to put out the flame last year, but no, <laughs> uh, they, they've been excellent. And I, I see right now as we were recording this, they're up 12 at halftime on Atlanta Beautiful. trying to close it out without Butler, without Lowry. Uh, I yeah. see that, that number, I think, was like six, six and a half mm-hmm. when they announced Butler yeah, six out. six and a half. And it only crashed to four, four and a half. So people were still giving a lot of respect to the Heat there. And it seems like rightfully so. Uh, I, they're, they're another team that they have all the depth, the attitude, like the coaching. Spolstra is a genius. I mean, I, I think he's, yes. from the, what I know of the NBA, he's, he's one of the best. So 
yeah, the Heat are a very viable threat. If we end up getting Heat versus Bucks or Celtics, I think we're going to have a great Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I'm, I like the Heat a lot. That's a team that I'm looking for uh, out of the East, so sorry to say about your Bucks. Um, <laughs> any other futures that you're waiting on or anything that you have um, or have been maybe even mulling over so far with the NBA? Uh, I, the, so I did. I said I took the Celtics series price. I will fully confess I have it parlayed with the Suns series price, so I, I need them to figure it out against the Pelicans. You parlayed a series? Yeah, Circle let me do it. Wow. How about them uh, out, out here in Vegas? Uh, apologies to our sponsors at Bet Rivers for well, uttering the name of another book. <laughs> no, I just I wonder because I'm like, really, when you're parlaying a series, how many games are you actually parlaying when you consider that, right? Yeah, yeah, and you're really uh, you're you're opening yourselves up to what I did injuries. So having to deal yeah. with the potential Devin Booker absence for the rest of the series that is a problem. Uh, but yeah, no, I haven't bet anything else futures wise yet. Mm. Uh, I will be keeping my eye out for some some potential bets though coming up. Yeah, well, I'm glad you have something to tell the people because I am terrible at betting futures. I, I have no patience for them, and I just can't afford to tie people up like that. I can't tie my money up like that. But um, I love the live betting, and I'm looking forward to doing more of that as these playoffs progress. And I'm really glad that we don't have to hear any more about Ben Simmons. And I and I'm would be the most compassionate person right now because I literally hurt my back last week. I'm dying right now. Um, I couldn't play in an NBA game, but I think that this goes beyond back pain, unfortunately. So I'm hoping that it's the end of the Ben Simmons discussion. Yeah, let's talk about the basketball being played. Let's let's do that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what, what a brilliant idea. <laughs> Thank you so much. A brilliant man, Jim Root uh, from Three Man Weave. Make sure you check him out and find him on Twitter at Second Chance Points. Thank you so much, Jim. Yep. Thanks for having me. And thank you so much for listening to the Los Angeles CityCast. Remember, new shows Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That means I'll be back for more LA action on Friday. So come on back to the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers.